made it to another episode of the Pipe Dream Podcast. This is a show that reveals the real and raw of tradesmen's stories. We get the truth from those who support the people who do the work. We also take a deep dive with resilience experts and those who do the heavy lifting, supporting the labor force. Listen for today's tale from the trench. Hello, my brothers. This is Nick Gemmel, the Awakened Tradesman. And the topic of today's episode is As Custom As It Gets, discussion with Sean Flotman. Sit back and relax and listen to today's tale from the trench. Hey, brother. What's going on? <laughs> Just another day and the life of a tradesman, hey? Eh? That's, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, maybe for uh, the people listening, where uh, where are you coming from and uh, and what do you do? Uh, well, I am a welder fabricator uh, from Washington, Missouri. That's uh, about half an hour west of St. Louis. I've worked uh, at a number of local fabrication shops. I was uh, trained on the job. I started as a temp worked my way through, uh, like I said, a handful of local fab shops. Uh, and now I am the student outreach coordinator for American Welding Academy. Uh, actually, that first job that I had, uh, I worked with our director of training uh, side by side when we were both uh, just basically cutting our teeth. Uh, he went on to teach in uh, South County Tech in St. Louis for the past 14 years uh, and since has started the academy. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see uh, our paths come full circle uh, and we're working uh, hand in hand on another project again. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Hey, so yeah, I just love how collaborations come together like that and you never know um, where it comes. The reason why I'm sitting here today is because I, I used to live with a guy that it's now teaching this program that I teach with the Pipe Dream Solution. So it's just, uh, you know, as a chiropractor, right, that we live together. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, we're a chiropractor living together. So it's just you never know where these things come from. So, no, I love that part of the story. And um, and I guess uh, kids, wife? I have a wife and uh, we have a child. Uh, Heather's my wife and uh, Ava is uh, our daughter. Uh she welds with me sometimes, uh, the tiny Tigger on Instagram. Uh, she has fun with it, uh, as much fun as a, uh, an 11-year-old little girl will have, uh, but she definitely enjoys it. I uh, recently had Heather out in the garage. Uh, she picked it up pretty quickly. So, uh, you know, just a average family of, of welders. <laughs> I love those videos of your daughter, the tiny Tigger. Those are sweet. Yeah, she, you know, brings a lot of... Uh, attitude, uh, laughter, and uh, just, you know, cheers up the shop. And uh, that's probably the coolest thing that I've noticed in comparison uh, to any part of my previous career, you know, in a fabrication shop, I was always the spark plug uh, in every shop, the positive uh, beacon, you know, trying to keep everyone upbeat. Uh, at the school, uh, I got to take a back seat uh, in that aspect, because you're getting a lot of that from the students, you know, they're, they're not even to the peak or apex of their career, they're just getting out the gate. So I mean, there's a lot of positive attitude. Um, and it's really much more rewarding and uplifting. 
so it's been a very positive shift uh, in that aspect of my career for sure. Mm-hmm. And we'll, sir, I think we'll circle back to that. But I guess to get to that point, you were um, <laughs> when you left, or you've been working at a fab shop all your, you know, your your career, and then mm-hmm. you started, you started uh, in your backyard, <laughs> and now you make some pretty amazing custom uh, pieces. How did that come to be? Well, um, I really started delving into, I mean, I always kind of messed around, um, but I mean, I guess that would kind of summarize most of my activities up until um, my early 30s when, you know, when I had Ava, when we had Ava, I should say, um, and uh, tendencies shifted. Um, And then I got sober and... um, I need an outlet for all of that external, well, you know, to make up for all the time that I used to spend drinking. And uh, I used most of that time in my little one car garage uh, at a townhouse at the, at the time. And uh, that's really where things kind of started to pick up traction and gain steam there. And uh, like I said, I used to spend a lot of time drinking. So I then in turn spent a lot of extra time welding <laughs> and uh it was a very positive impact. Uh, it did wonders for my skill level at the time and obviously um, elevated my career or online presence, whatever you want to call whatever all of this is, uh, but was really able to help me hone my skills and then shine a spotlight on my craft uh, that was never, I was never able to make anything like that materialize uh, with all those other variables hanging over my head, you know. Uh, so, I mean, it was, uh, it was a natural progression and, uh, I don't say that I'm filled with regret or anything, uh, but it's just, uh, how my story progressed at least. Yeah. And, you know, I can just, and it probably resonates with people listening too. And the fact I had a, you know, personally, I had a shop in the backyard and I had all the tools. I had a TIG welder. I had all this stuff and you know how much I used it? I made a lot of excuses to go out in there, out to the back shop. Yeah, a lot of plans. Yeah, a lot of plans. A lot of plans to do it the next day. Yeah. Tomorrow, then, I'm going to go out there and get it. No, man. Yeah, exactly. And then get get a little messed up and then and then start uh, coming into um, – and then just go back inside, right? And nothing materialized. And it's uh, it's a, I think it's a trend with a lot of people. You know, you go out, you got the motor – especially you got the motor, shiny motorcycle out there. You fire it up when it's minus 40 – celsius outside you know we're up in canada it gets a little chilly up here so um but yeah i I think that resonates with a lot of people listening like and that's and that's why i asked you to be on the show is to show what can actually happen so if people want to check out um your stuff and we'll we'll give them the link at the end and in the show notes and uh it's amazing and that's how i met you um online was i searched weld art you know to be honest hashtag weld art and uh, I was looking for a thing for uh, a new marketing idea for for my company, and uh, and then you showed up, and you were very easy to work with, and your your systems were in place. You know, just click here, and boom, you know, send me the uh, send me the logo, and it's done, right? And I loved it. So I guess you know, with people listening, would they what? I'm a little tongue-tied. It's okay. It happens. But what would uh, 
<laughs> what would the first steps you would give to people that are working all day, you know, grinding away in a shop for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours and find that little extra <laughs> pep in their step at the end of the day to do something productive instead of going and drinking for the next four hours or so. Well, you know, I mean, I, I did it out of necessity. Um, I developed two major crutches right in the beginning. Um, every time I wanted to drink, I either welded or I went and rode my bike. And I did a lot of both of those. Um, uh, but I mean, for other people to find the passion, I mean, what really started me down the rabbit hole of the weld art was I was trying to incorporate something with welding uh, to spark an interest with Ava. At the time, she would have been four or five. Uh, so, I mean, if you scroll way, way, way back on my Instagram page, you'll see that the artwork I was doing at the time was mostly Super Mario Brothers characters, uh, Sonic characters, different uh, child video games, something that we both enjoyed uh, playing together and watching, but something that she could relate. And then she saw me welding it onto metal. You know, so uh, it's... I find just being able to tie passion from outside of welding and bring it into welding uh, has helped me not only spark my interest in it, but repackage welding in a way uh, that makes more people see it, more people appreciate it, and more people um, realize that there's possibilities outside of the box of what people usually, you know, pigeonhole welders as, you know. It's very limited when you say welder art, what people think, you know, you're talking about. Yeah. Well, we've all seen like the, um, the hand railings and all of that fancy stuff, which is still cool. Um, and that was never my forte. Mine was just was putting pipe together in vessels. That was mine. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, and that's why I reached out to you is because I physically can't do that at this point in time. If I did I still don't know if I could get to be to the level that you are. It takes a, um, not only the welding part of it, but it's the creativity and, uh, and especially the way you put it together with the advertising and, and the Instagram and, and everything and the videos, it's sweet, man. And not everyone can do that and that's fine. But, um, taking that, uh, that time and your skills that you do have, that's what I like to see now is people have, yeah, figure out, there's genius, there's zone of genius and create something themselves. And especially now everyone's seeing that, a, you know, a side hustle is probably mm -hmm. everyone should have that in their back pocket because you never know what's going to yeah. happen. It really, it really helps. And, you know, people, if they appreciate my page now, I'm grateful for that. But I mean, uh, if they, like I said, just a minute ago, <laughs> scroll back a little bit, um, a year or so ago, my videos weren't so polished. Um, all of these things are, you know, I'm striving every day for a better piece of weld art. I'm striving every day for a better edited video, uh, better cuts, better music selection, you know, um, getting better at any process in life isn't something that happens overnight. It takes work every single day. Mm -hmm. And um, anybody that thinks this sort of stuff just happens overnight, scroll back. They're cringeworthy. There are videos of mine from two years ago that, I mean, they're, they're god awful, but it's a part of the process, you know, and it, 
it, it's very easy to look at someone that is doing something very well and completely take for granted the hours and hours of practice under the hood or behind the camera or a number of different things. And uh, that's what's great about social media is all people ever got to see up until this point was the final product. Now we can mix in enough of the steps that go along with it to where people can actually appreciate the craftsmanship without having to sit there for the, you know, I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but these creations don't take two and a half minutes. You know, the, the process is actually quite boring at many times, you know, <laughs> quite boring and labor intensive. Uh, the end result, don't get me wrong, is great, but I like a sneak peek of every little bits and bobs through the entire process. Yeah, and it makes it less uh, daunting, I guess, to someone from the outside looking in to say like, oh man, like it isn't that easy. And, oh, I actually have to work at this to be able to produce anything that's close to this or something, you know, another product that I want, right? And we all got our zone of genius and you just got to put in the time. But yeah, it started with, for you, stopping drinking and using that, you know, man, how easy is it after work to, you know, kill five, six hours in and not get anywhere. And, uh, and I'd love that part of your story. And, and now, so welder, then backyard welder, <laughs> when you came sober, backyard welder and a fabricator, and now your, your new line of work with the American Welding Academy, it's just amazing to see. And now you're lighting, you're taking your zone of genius and lighting all these kids on fire um, and teaching them a, a fantastic, like, I'm a little biased myself being a welder, but yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite trade by far. Who doesn't like to make sparks and shit every day? So, <laughs> well, it's very easy. It's very easy for me to advocate for a trade that I personally love and am invested in, uh, you know, personally, like I said, for my professional work, for what I choose to do on evenings and weekends. I mean, um, you know, back when I was a fabrication worker, I looked forward to coming home and working in my own shop on evenings and weekends still, you know, and um, I'm just fortunate that welding is what does that for me. And uh, on the flip side of that coin now, uh, you know, I just started um, with American Welding Academy three months ago. Uh, so when I started, we were in the midst of a, a few classes, uh, which I've gotten close to and seen since graduate. Uh, but now we've had my first class uh, of recruits. Uh, so I kind of feel personally invested uh, with a handful of these gentlemen. And uh, a handful of them had zero experience whatsoever. Uh, but, you know, we'll take anyone uh, regardless of experience. And, um, you know, they were frustrated the first few days, but they've really taken up to it. Uh, I walk by and see the booths lit up. And um, it's really cool to see in someone else, the passion, I knew immediately when I saw, I started as a temp. Yeah. Uh, so I stumbled into welding by happenstance. But I know whenever I saw a TIG rig fire up, instantly I was like, that is for me. Uh, so I get to be on the other side of that lens now uh, and see the students have that reaction. Um, so it's very, uh, it's very cool to see um, and to take someone, you know, like I said, that had no experience leading up to this uh, but not only trust the process, have that leap of faith, uh, but then to see it materialize into uh, a full-blown passion. Uh, we actually had two of those students go from our fabrication course and take the uh, 
pipeline course, which is twice as long instead. That's, you know, they're, they're that into it. And nothing could be cooler uh, from my standpoint uh, to see them go from no knowledge whatsoever to just completely uh, a thirst for knowledge and just ready to go full force into it. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Going from can't even flat weld to now we're doing all position pipe welding. It's uh, it's crazy, hey? Yeah, well, I, I learned on the job. So, I mean, uh, the gruff older gentleman uh, that would see me screwing up time and time again might wander over every now and again and be like, hey, guy, uh, here's what you got going on. But other than that, for the most part, I was learning and then correcting my bad habits over time. Yep. There weren't things of this nature available, uh, especially locally, uh, you know, in the Midwest when I was coming up. And um, it's just great to, uh, like I said, be able to advocate for it and share my passion. Because uh, like I said, it's been my bread and butter for 20 years and uh, I still look forward to it every day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like you said, as a temp for myself, I just needed more beer money. I was complaining at the, we were playing slow pitch and I was like, man, I need some more beer money. And I need it. And buddy said, Hey, the shop's higher or our shop's higher. And you want to come? I started in sheet metal and it was like building our own fittings. And I knew nothing. I didn't even know how to run a grinder. It was so cool. And trial I, by fire. I still got all my digits and everything like, but it was, yeah, it was me and, and the, and the, uh, sheet metal foreman. That was it both two of us and then they fired him and then it was hey do you want to be a plumber or do you want to be a welder <laughs> uh, uh, gonna be a welder how, how about that and uh, and uh but it was you know but it was the cool part about the tig right away and i didn't advance as far as i should have uh, i say should but i feel like i would have liked it more if i actually put the time into it but it scared mm -hmm. me the tig was super awesome but then i started pipe welding and but yeah running a Going from that to running a rig, my second year as a second year apprentice, running one of their rigs, you know, it was crazy. But yeah, it was trial by fire, you know. Yeah, yeah. Sitting at a at a school somewhere welding some glycol piping, you know, this close to the roof, the concrete roof, right? Okay, get in there, do it. What? I don't even <laughs> really know what the hell I'm doing to begin with. Okay, <laughs> does it leak? No. Okay, we're good. Yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. So to be able to have a system like yours in place and a school like yours in place for young, uh, you know, with someone with no talent or and no, I shouldn't say no talent, with no experience, <laughs> hopefully at the end of it, they have some talent. But no, man, it, it's cool. Uh, and I just love that. I was so, not very talented in the beginning. <laughs> no. Welding, welding, did not, welding did not come easy. And, you know. That's that's another great thing that you get to watch everyone struggle at one point or another, whether it be MIG, TIG, stick, you know, everyone kind of inches ahead of one another at a, another process or, you know, where one excels. You know, you, it's hard to find a and someone that just walks off the street and is a combo welder. You know, one process or the other is going to take quite a bit of work for a lot of people, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to thrive in all of them is, is pretty rare. Uh, and you know, and except for years of experience in doing all of them and that's all it mm -hmm. takes time under the hood and uh, in a land of, you know, instant gratification, it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way, especially in welding. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
it can be quite harsh and unrewarding uh, in the beginning of the process, you know? Yeah. A lot of expletives and a lot of throwing things around and yeah, it can be, it can be a rough go at times. Yeah, man. You got to work, you got to work past that. (laughs) <laughs> and see, that's that's when the aha or the magic moment happens and things start to click, you know, because especially TIG welding, uh, you know, getting equal communication between your right and your left hand uh, to where you can slide, add your filler. You know, if you uh, incorporate a foot pedal, I always kind of say it's like playing the drums. You got to be able to do the kick drum, the hi-hat and the snare all at the same time, independently of one another. You know, so it's kind of kind of a little dance you got to learn to do. And until you can do it without thinking about it, until it's instinctual, you know, you're not going to be able to have anything naturally correlate because everything is shown right there in the puddle. You know, the proofs, proofs in the puddling, plain and simple. Yeah. And it's, it's like, how do we talk in the, in our program? It's results speak, right? Like the results, if the results Mm -hmm. aren't there, you need to do something different. Like what you're doing is not working. So you better figure it out. And, uh, <laughs> and it does, it translates to a lot of things. And uh, I guess from there, so what's your guys' plans with the school? Do you, what are the big plans? Well, I mean, the school uh, was our first year last year. Uh, so they picked a doozy, uh, obviously. I don't have to mention anything about the past calendar year. Uh, I don't want to beat that drum. Uh, but moving forward, uh, we're a 25,000 square foot facility. We have 64 booths uh, to operate in. Uh, that's 15 student booths per aisle. Uh, and there's one open one for uh, graduate brush ups. Um, anytime they're going to retest for a new job, say if they've been off a while or say it's just something that they haven't done uh, recently and they want to brush up, they can come back at any time. And uh, We've got three separate programs at this point, structural, um, the fabrication, and then the pipe welding. We will expand uh, as enrollment allows. Uh, We're a single shift operation at this point. Uh, We run six to 2.30. So, you know, it works out great. A lot of the students at this point uh, have got some evening jobs, things like that. A handful of them commute since we're so close to the St. Louis metro area. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've got room to expand, uh, down the road. Uh, but at this point, um, given the first year of enrollment and the first year of being open, uh, with COVID, obviously, you know, things have been a little slower than projected, uh, but we're doing well. Uh, it's been a interesting experience and I'm sure something we'll look back at, uh, and laugh about in years to come. But as far as challenge, overcoming challenges uh, in the first year of operation, uh, I think we've taken it in stride. And uh, luckily, we've had some incredible students come through. And uh, I said it completely changed my daily outlook on work and uh, the amount of rewarding uh, things that I get to bring home on a daily basis. And... Uh, you know, I see nowhere to go but up from here. Uh, and like I said, all of this, this too shall pass. Uh, and what we've got going on here is something pretty cool to watch. And I'm uh, I'm fortunate to be a part of it. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And with, with that, or with your weld art, is that 
taking a back seat now or are you still finding time to to produce uh, no people? i'm uh i'm pretty good at juggling uh obviously that was impacted as well because uh none of the items that i make in my little shop are anything that anyone has to have uh you know uh so they definitely get pushed aside um when things you know when people are worried about the necessities i'm definitely non-essential <laughs> as far as my artwork goes um but uh i like to do raffles from time to time uh when things are slow like that uh to give people a chance at them uh, you know for a 20 dollar ticket uh, and then I'll still ship everyone stickers and things like that. Um, but it keeps me steady and I'm definitely not turning work away. I'm just doing things in more of a batch or a lot uh, instead of just piecemealing things out one at a time, uh, just so I'm getting a better use of my time. Uh, because like, you know, I am on the road quite a bit anymore. So mm -hmm. I have to make sure I'm getting the most bang for my buck when I'm in the dabulatory. Yeah. No, exactly. And uh, yeah, juggling your time is, is key, especially with the with the wife and uh, and tiny tiger there. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, oh, man, it, no, I just love seeing the growth and I haven't been following you. Well, it's been about a year now, I guess, or, or six, no, not a year, but six, eight months been following you. And just eight even or nine that, months. Yeah, yeah, even in that, man, it's just been uh, the growth has been uh cool like yeah with the videos and and just the yeah the quality was always there but showing showing what the quality actually looks like and how how it gets there is uh is the cool part that i love about it man and no uh i guess if people want to find you where uh where do they find you at? uh you can find me on instagram at dabs wellington or you can find me uh, at American Welding Academy, and uh, I mean that's about it. That's okay, where the, so, that's where the bulk of my focus is anymore. Yeah, so Instagram, not so much other platforms. So that's good. It's a good place. They can find me on Facebook and stuff, but I'm most I'm most active on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Welding Sweet. is most conducive to the photographs and everything, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I'm still struggling with how all the platforms work. And it's, yeah, it's crazy, crazy, I tell you. Another trial by fire, man. Just jump in head first and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. No, it sounds good. And is there anything that you'd like to, uh, you know, little nuggets that you'd like to drop at the end? Uh, I guess for someone that's, um, that's uh, let's say someone that's on the fence of starting something in their backyard or. Well, if you're thinking of starting something in your backyard, just remember that momentum is tough to gain, but easy to keep. So work your ass off, get something going, and then just keep pushing, you know, because once once you hit that stride, uh, it looks a lot more difficult to everyone else, but they're not used to that pace. You've worked your way up to that and you can hold that gallop. Uh, so, you know, grind it out in the beginning and work for it. And, uh, you know, you never know where it's going to take you. No, and just, yeah, jump onto his page at Dabs Wellington there and, and you'll see what that growth looks like and you'll see what that grind looks like. And it's... Uh, That's right. It doesn't happen overnight, man. <laughs> no, for sure. No, man, I appreciate you. And uh, as things progress, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll probably have you back on the show. And, and uh, we'll, when you got more schools and all this stuff going, it's 
it's cool to watch. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about we'll see about all that. <laughs> <laughs> no man, but I appreciate you, and uh, yeah, we'll check you next time. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to today's tale from the trench. Follow us on Instagram and message us for a customized coaching strategy call to successfully live your oil-filled lifestyle. You can earn a fulfilled life. Check back next week to continue listening.